The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello. Hello. Hey. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. Oh, yeah. We take the episode. We do. We break it down. We're good at that. We managed to get it caught in a stairwell and then learn the true purpose for mayonnaise. All for you, the listener. You, you use it for that too? <laughs> On today's episode, we look at Too Close for Comfort, Season 2, Episode 22, entitled Don't Shoot the Piano Movers. Mm. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Too Close for Comfort is available to stream on Pluto TV. But see, by now, you should kind of know to watch it first. You shouldn't have to stop the podcast. I just say But that's okay. We understand. Yeah. We may have just, new listeners. This may be their first episode. Well, just don't watch it while you're driving. You well, know what I'm saying? No. Do we have Unless to say that too? Well, if you're in a passenger seat, you can. Yeah. Just not while you're actually operating a vehicle. Do we need to add that in the thing, too? But you don't have to watch it. You can just watch it. But don't watch it in the car and don't watch it. Well, you can watch it in the car, just not while you're driving. Oh. But what if they have a self-driving car? Hmm. Yeah. Then are they allowed to watch it? Also, you probably shouldn't watch it if you're, like, in charge of, like, a toddler. Don't watch it then, either. What if you're in labor? Hmm. Well, yeah, you I, think can watch it, right? I think you use it at your discretion. You know, if you can feel that up works. to it. Okay. All right. A funeral. Funeral. You shouldn't you watch, it watch it at a funeral. Just don't wear any hats that make you look like an artist. <laughs> My God. Your arms must be tired from holding all these grudges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how was your week? It wasn't too bad. How about yours? Not too shabby. Uh, the boy and I went to... The movies just earlier tonight. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What did you see? Oh, we went and saw um, the new Spider-Man Across the Universe. Or Across oh. the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I have no idea. You don't know anything about that movie? Is that the cartoon? Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Really? You didn't see the first one? No. What? Mm-hmm. Why? What are you What you? Because it's a cartoon. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Because it's a cartoon. I still watch tons of cartoons. <laughs> you don't like cartoons? I don't know. Not really. I mean, you and I are sitting here talking about possibly creating cartoon. Well, mm-hmm. and yet you don't even watch cartoons. Now, the last thing I watched was Beavis and Butthead when they redid it. But no, that wasn't. No, for the good. most part, I don't. Well, anyway, it was a uh, pretty damn fantastic. Um, yeah. Even uh, Rand and my son even named this. Most likely, the greatest movie ever made. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It is fan-freaking-tastic. That's good. good. The first one also was very good, too. 
That's lovely. <laughs> it is lovely. <laughs> Sorry, I watched that movie last night. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Gilmore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. The kids oh, had nice. never seen Billy Madison. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. And so I, they thought it was just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I showed my son uh, Billy Madison a few years ago, and he was just like, what is this? <laughs> and I think <laughs> you even suggested you should have started with Happy Gilmore. And I was like, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, I stopped. I started with Happy Gilmore because hmm. I asked both kids. I'm like, "So, have you seen Happy Gilmore?" And they're like, "Yes." I'm like, mm-hmm. why did you say it like that? Because like, <laughs> this one's funnier. I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, all right." Because this so. one's funnier. They think Billy Madison's funnier than Happy Gilmore. Oh, I don't. Oh, I, I think Happy Gilmore's funnier. I do too. So I didn't order any guitars this week. No. No, Not or amps either. or anything like that. I did work on a guitar. I'm I'm finishing up painting one. I'm in yeah. the the sanding and polishing stages now. Hmm. So that's fun. You know, I don't know if you mentioned on the show about what happened to your wrist. Oh no, I went um, I went skateboarding. Actually, I did mention on the show, but that's the episode that we had technical difficulties yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Um, so my youngest son, he's six. He wants to, um, he wants to learn how to ride a skateboard. So he asked me, Hey, can we go to the park? I'm like, sure. So I have like something like seven or eight skateboards laying around the house, which sucks because people slip and fall all the time. No, I'm teasing. Um, yeah. Yeah. um, so I got an old skateboard, a Caballero, which I'd never ridden before, but I've had it because it's kind of a collector thing. And then he was using the skateboard that I used to ride. <clears throat> and so first we start by going to just a regular park that's got a pavilion with tables and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of teach him how to stand on it and all this kind of stuff. And then we try, he wants, he decides he wants to try to go to a skate park. Yeah. Which he had full pads, knees, elbows, wrists, helmet, everything. So I thought, you know what? He's not, it's not like he's going to get that hurt. So if, if he's just learning, why not bring him to a skate park? Right. He doesn't mm-hmm. know any better. He doesn't know, you know, it's not like you have to get used to the ground first or whatever. So we go to the skate park. It's all concrete and we're just on, it's just like a, like a handicap ramp looking thing. That's, that's all it is. And so what I'm doing is I start by teaching him how to shift his body weight when he's going down the hill and stuff like that. And it was really mm-hmm. simple. And so I make the mistake of going, you want me to do it and show you? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did it on a skateboard I'd never ridden before. There was something wrong with one of the trucks. Mm-hmm. I got the speed wobble going on. I fell down. But it was the longest fall like I've ever experienced in my life. And I've I've fallen now quite a bit on skateboards. Hmm. First, I did the splits. Like, oh, you know, nice. my left leg went south and my right leg went north. And, like, I I didn't know I was that flexible. Hmm. But, I mean, I had, like, like, road rash on my balls. Like, that's, I mean, I was <laughs> down, like, all the way. So somehow I skinned my knee up in the process. Oh. Yeah. And um, I hurt my left wrist, and then I sprained my right wrist. Oh, Jimmy. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it was really hard. It was, it was it really was difficult to get through. Oh. And everybody was looking at me laughing. No. Yeah. Why were they laughing? One guy was like, man... I felt that, Jimmy. but I felt it in my heart. I bet you did. I felt it in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, for real, like this guy looked at me, he was like my age and he's, he gave me this look like, 
the fuck you doing, man? <laughs> and he's like, man, I felt that one. I'm like, yeah, luckily I'm done having kids. And he's like, uh-huh. I don't think he saw me do years old. I'm here with your grandson. You can't be. <laughs> well, what's funny is I don't think he saw me do the splits. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he sees me fall down, yeah. like come up feeling like <laughs> shaking my wrist. And he goes, man, I felt that one. And I'm like, yeah, good thing I'm done having kids. He's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so then I had to sheepishly go, Hey Luke, man, you want to, you want to go sit in the car for a second? <laughs> He's like, I guess. So we walk around. The, like fun. <laughs> so <laughs> let daddy finish his pain. <laughs> so I walk around the backside and everybody's looking at me like, oh, there he goes. And so I walk back to the car and I sit in the car for a second. He's like, are you all right, dad? I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I look at my knee and my knees like all shredded. My wrist is freaking killing me. Buddy, you want to go home and see what mommy's doing? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Oh my god! Yeah. Instead of spending so. time here at the skate park, you want to go home and <laughs> yeah. and see what what makes it like. I guess the 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 silver lining, so to speak, is I had a talk with him when he wanted to learn how to start skateboarding, and what I told him was, you know, you cannot ride a skateboard if you're not okay getting hurt. It's just it's just a thing. Yeah. That'd be like, you know, wanting to surf, but you don't want to get your hair wet. Like it's, it, <laughs> you're going to fall, you know? And yeah. I even gave him the speech and told him if you, if you never fall down, then you're really not trying very hard because to try a new trick, you're probably going to fall. Um, hmm. And then of course I fall down in front of him <laughs> and if, he felt terrible. Like he was, as soon as we go back to the car, he starts sobbing. He's like, daddy, I'm so sorry that you fell down. I'm like, buddy, yeah. stop. It's okay. So you did it on purpose. Just show him. Like, hey, see what? <laughs> He's like, but it's my fault. I'm the ready. You brought me the skate park. I'm like, no, no, we're not going to do this. No, it's okay. And so I told him, I was like, I, I have to be okay falling, right? Because, I mean, I learned how to skateboard a long time ago. And, you know, I can't skateboard and not be okay with falling. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he asked me today, he goes, so daddy, is your wrist feeling any better? I was like, yeah, it's, this is the first day it started to feel better. Yeah. Nice. So I, you want to go to the skate park? <laughs> I was like, buddy, I don't think mommy's gonna let me go to the skate park unless I have wrist guards and and, and knee pads. And Megan's like, yep. Your wife's not gonna let you go, right? Yeah. You, is she, oh, she's listening right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she will straight up hide the car keys from me if I don't have knee pads and wrist guards. So yeah, my. It's because she thinks I'm gonna hurt myself. Like I'm like I'd fall down twice. <laughs> Like, what are the odds of me hurting my wrist twice? Yeah. That was, that was an inside joke because I did hurt my wrist twice. <laughs> so I broke it. Yeah. Well, you, did you officially break it this time or no? No, the first time I did that, but that was a joke though. Like, no, what are the odds I, of me break, of hurt my wrist twice? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the, dude, my wrist is wrapped up. I don't know why I'm showing it. They can't see it. Um, <laughs> but it, it'll be all right. It'll be, it'll be all good. Well, you said you went to the bowling alley. I thought maybe that's what that was on your wrist for. Oh, uh, you thought I was just really into it and I'm still wearing my wrist on <laughs> the bowling? So she won't let you go skating, but she'll let you go bowling? No, I didn't go bowling. I, I, I went to the bowling alley, but I didn't bowl. Oh. You just no. watch people bowl? It, that's fun. It is, yeah. 
It is. It's almost like listening to golf on the radio. Yeah, it's it's great. It's awesome. That's cool. Oh, good. Good. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into this. And maybe maybe you and I will get a little too close for comfort. Oh, damn. But you're in Illinois. Why don't you go ahead and open up that door? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not there. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looks interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Risky Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. Oh, <laughs> a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. And we are back. Oh, doggy. Did you you enjoy that? I did. The thing I sent you? Yeah, yeah. What would you call that? (laughs) I'm sitting here trying to throw it in your direction. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. The the southern sapsucker? I don't know. No. No? What did I send you? I sent you a picture of this pumpkin. Oh, no. This was two dudes, like in in a thing of ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty gross. Like, <laughs> I don't kind of weird shit you watch, man. I'm break, but that's kind of gross, man. All right, so we have too close for comfort, season two, <laughs> episode twenty-two, entitled "Don't Shoot the Piano Movers." Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> Facts about the episode first aired on May eleventh, nineteen eighty-two. Damn. <laughs> well, because we were alive, so I can't right. go. Damn! <clears throat> and I was like, no, hey. it's it's your inflection of damn and how old the episode yeah, is. Exactly, yeah. Well, I remember watching the show, so yeah, that just yeah. gets a damn. It was written by Brian Cook, mm-hmm. Earl Barrett, Bruce Kalish, and Arn Sultan. Did it really take four people to write this this <laughs> storyline? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was directed by John Sharp. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> According to IMDb, 
This is the final episode to feature Cousin April, played by Dina Freeman. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was a season finale episode. Okay. This is uh, Muriel's pregnancy buildup to season three, which was final season to air on ABC Network. Oh, shit. Season four. I didn't understand what this meant. Season four onward would be aired in syndication. Oh, so it never aired live? Like, not live, but... <clears throat> so Prime they, time? I yeah, guess. so they made, a, they made a season four and on, but they never... It didn't have a spot at night? Is that what they're saying? I guess. That makes That's no weird. sense. That's weird. That doesn't make any sense. That's basically it. like the first streaming show. <laughs> sort of, kind of. I mean, it's, it's streaming before streaming, you know? Yeah. I noticed this in the opening credits, and this kind of explains it. So, Jim J. Bullock was credited for many years as J.M. Bullock. Okay. Because there was already a Jim Bullock in SAG. However, he was he has credits as Jim Bullock, J.M. Bullock, Jim J. Period Bullock, <laughs> J.M. J. Bullock, and J.M. J. Period Bullock. Wow, okay. His preferred name is J.M.J. Bullock, which is how he signs his autographs. Wow, come. Yeah. Uh, Jim J. Bullock credits Ted Knight, who plays Henry, mm-hmm. as his favorite acting mentor and best friend. Wow. It's funny because he hates him on the show. <laughs> which is kind of funny, too, because he passed away and they, oh, he, not, was, he was my funny. best friend. <laughs> he was my best friend. He was my best. Would he well, agree with that too? Yeah, he totally. he can't dispute it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would he have a best friend that was like twenty five years younger than him? Right, <laughs> <clears throat> that's right up there with hanging out with your teacher after school juggling. That's weird. Who does that? I don't know. He's my uh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. All right. This uh, theme song brought back memories for me. When it I did, heard it. yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't remember it as soon as I played it. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So now everybody's going to hear it now. Here we go. Here we go. We fade in. Scene one. Our story opens up late at night while Henry and Muriel sleep in their bed. Mm. Muriel, Mir- that's going to be so hard to say all night. <laughs> Muriel then stirs awake. She sits up, turns on the lamp, and wakes up Henry. As Henry wakes up in a daze, he says, I had nothing to do with it. Oh, but he did. <laughs> he had everything to yep. do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of pregnant women agree that it is all his fault. (laughs) Muriel, not amused, continues to wake him up and repeats, Henry, wake up. This is it. The baby. It's time. Oh, shit. Henry checks his watch and says, okay, okay. Once out of bed, he pulls off his PJs and reveals that he's already dressed underneath. He said, that was weird. You gotta leave that in. That's awesome. <laughs> that was like a weird burp thing. <laughs> Henry, Henry did not say that at all. I thought you you were possessed there for a second. <laughs> oh, God. 
That's weird. Okay. <laughs> he actually says, <laughs> okay, honey, just relax. Well, I'm trying to. It was just everything. funny. Oh, oh, sorry. Never mind. You're reading. <laughs> no. Henry says to Muriel, Muriel, I just want to record myself saying Muriel once and then just add it in post later. <laughs> so I keep saying it. <sighs> Henry says, okay, honey, just relax. I'll take care of everything. Once he tosses his PJ shirt on the bed, he shouts, April, wake up. Mayday, mayday. Henry collects himself and asks, okay, how far apart are the pains? Have you started your breathing exercises? As he grabs her coat off the dresser, he helps her out of bed and continues. Where's your Lamaze bag? How far apart are the pains and where is April? While putting her coat on, Muriel answers, 10 minutes. I was just about to, by the door. And I told you 10 minutes. And how should I know? Henry screams again, April! <laughs> <laughs> just then, April walks into the room. Henry asks, what took you so long? April says, long? I jumped out of bed the second you called. I think I gave myself whiplash. Henry pushes April out of the bedroom and says, go unlock the car. I'll bring Muriel. You go wake up Jackie and Sarah and tell them this is it. <laughs> April shouts, right, and heads out the door. Henry runs back into the bedroom and says, okay, where's the Lamaze bag? <laughs> the Lamaze bag is supposed to be right here. Muriel says, I'm holding it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Henry snatches it from Muriel and says, well, give me that. You're not supposed to carry the Lamaze bag. You just breathe, okay? He grabs her by the arm and leads Muriel towards the front door as he says, relax, hurry. Muriel begins to do her breathing exercises in and out. Henry coaches her. That's right. As she gets to the front door, Jackie and Sarah walk in. Sarah says, we're ready. How you feeling, mom? As Muriel continues to breathe, Henry says, don't talk to her now while she's breathing. Did you call Dr. Connolly? Jackie says, she's meeting us at the hospital. Hmm. Sarah says, April has the car ready. Henry then says, okay, everybody, move it on the double. On the double. Sarah and Jackie run out the door. Muriel continues to breathe as she walks out the door. As Henry shuts the front door, he continues to coach. Breathe, breathe. The door then closes behind them. Hmm. Oh, mm. damn. It takes four people to get somebody to the hospital. That's weird. Mm -hmm. um, this is such an old sitcom trope. Actually, like, five if you count April. That's true. Yeah. Um, this is no, it's still four. It's the dad, April, oh, and two Mary sisters. Oh, yeah. not counting. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Um, this is such an old sitcom trope. Like the freaked out dad, <laughs> the wife's pregnant, yeah. the wife's calm, and he's all freaking out. Yeah. In reality, it's not really like it. my mom said when she went into labor and her water broke, she actually got up. And like had some coffee, watched, you know, yeah. <laughs> hung out for a while and then eventually drove herself <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> so. yeah. um, the, the adult kids seem awfully old for them to be having another baby. You know what I mean? The adult like, kids seem old for what? Well, I mean, like my oldest brother is 22 years older than me. Right? Yeah. And that, and my mom was like, 17 when she got pregnant with him and she was like 41 or 42 or whatever when she had me so no, yeah. that would be 44 years no i'm mm -hmm. sorry 24 years <clears throat> they look like they're older than 24 to me like they don't look like they're teenagers jackie and sarah yeah. they're not teenagers <laughs> so what they're i'm saying is right and so what i'm saying is she was either extremely young when she had them <laughs> oh muriel yeah she, yeah, she had to have been young. like 12 or something or <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't understand how she's pregnant, I guess. She just, it doesn't, the, the, the math doesn't make sense. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because she's at pregnancy age and right. her daughters are like in her 20, in their 20s. Right. And she doesn't look like she's more than like 40 something to me. So. Yeah. And another thing too, like Henry looks like grandpa. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He looks like he's in his sixties <clears throat> at least. Yeah. And what's he doing having a baby at his age? Mm-hmm. Uh, but his first joke, I had nothing to do with it. And that joke fucking killed. Man, <laughs> I just thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> so, um, the blonde girl, yeah. the sister, she kind of reminds me of the older sister on the 70s show. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, like yeah. the hairstyle that I think they mm-hmm. modeled the character after. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because I remember thinking that she reminded me of somebody. And I yeah, think. Yeah. And at first I was like, she reminds me of somebody. Oh, yeah. Every blonde in like the 70s and 80s. <laughs> but no, but no, that's it. Yeah. From the yeah, 70s yeah. show. But even right down to the way she dresses, the her hair, everything. Yeah. So, hmm. So was Jackie wearing a members only jacket? Hell yeah, she like, was. Who would wear yeah. one of those? Especially you gotta like be a, in 2023. Some you got to be a member. Or, you got to be a member. Uh, you, you, you won't understand unless you're a member. And you're obviously not. So, Are you a member? Twice. Twice? Are you the only member? <laughs> <laughs> I've got two black leather uh, members only jackets. One leather, one non leather. Hmm. Wow, a leather members yeah. only jacket. Shit. Yeah. You know, save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I got to be careful when I wear them. Because girls want to come up and they start trying to rip off my pants and stuff. And I'm like, I'm married. Chill. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, good luck to you, sir. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need luck. I got a members only jacket. (laughs) Well, hopefully the rest of the members will help you. Yeah, that's true. Maybe if you had a members only jacket, you would work it. Oh, maybe. I mean, I can't pull off the leather one. That's just you. I don't, I'm not ready for that. I know. I just need like like a gray one or some <laughs> some sort of an off white eggshell, maybe if they beige. make an eggshell. You one. need a beige, a beige one to start. Yeah, That's to like work the starter one. It, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then at that point, I'm just more like a pledge and really just yeah. like a member. So I'm like I'm thinking like old PC shade, like oh yeah, like an old like gateway. Yeah, no, like the after it's been in like in a smoker's house for like <laughs> like six, seven years. The computer you had in elementary school, like that that shade. Oh, like an Apple II? No, yeah, like that. You know, I'm talking about that kind of Commodore sixty four. Yeah. yeah, the kind of tan beige kind of off white yeah. color. That's what you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's the pledge colors. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Scene two. Seconds later, after the door shuts. It opens again. Hmm. Jackie and Sarah walk back in and sigh. Muriel and Henry follow in behind them as Henry checks his watch and says, two minutes and nine seconds. Hmm. Okay, we saved 17 seconds this time, guys. Hmm. The ladies, not amused in the slightest, all sarcastically say, yay. Yay. Henry shuts the door and says, but we can do better. Jackie says, Maybe you can cut a hole in the floor, put a fireman's pole in, and mom can slide down. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I hadn't heard that one in a while, by the way. Have we? Have we not been using it? We haven't used it in a while. Oh, shit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. Okay. okay. Henry, taking this very seriously, says, very funny. Hmm. He pauses and thinks for a second and then says, but not such a bad idea. Hmm. Muriel and the girls just sigh and roll their eyes, you know, because it'd be a stripper pole. (laughs) You know. Henry, thinking out loud, says, we could put some pillows around the pole, play some, you know, play some rock music, like some hair band music. (laughs) ACDC. Yeah. Like some, maybe some Motley Crue. some Rob Zombie. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Have like strobe lights and, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Muriel ignores him and says, Henry, good night. Muriel says good night to the girls and gives them a hug. Jackie and Sarah tell their father good night and head out the door. Hmm. Henry, scratching his head, says to himself, maybe, hmm, maybe if I wear my shoes to bed, I'll shave off eight seconds. Mm-hmm. He thinks about that and says to himself, yeah, and then he heads back to bed. Hmm. So I mentioned this earlier about him possibly being too old Sorry. to have a, a baby. Like, mm-hmm. is that part of the, do you remember if that's any part of the plot? Like maybe it's a whole discussion they had maybe earlier in the season, maybe? I thought I remembered them like having him freak the fuck out because he found out that his wife was pregnant. Yeah. Um, but wasn't there like a Steve Martin movie about that? Did that come out before this or after this? I don't know. I Cause there's a play after. about it too. I was in a play about the same thing. Um, hmm. um, was it can't hardly know. Um, I can't remember the name of the show, but I was in a show that was based that the movie was that the movie with Steve Martin was based on. And I, this sounds like it's kind of a copy of it. <clears throat> so, I mean, he can't be that freaked out. I mean, like, I mean, you know what causes pregnancy? I mean, you can't yeah, be but that it's surprised. Just like the show I was in and just like the Steve Martin movie, like they think that their wife has gone through menopause and they think they don't have to worry about it anymore. So. It's not usually a question. I think did you go through menopause. I think so. Like it's not a question. It's a it's a big deal when it goes. I have no when idea. women go through menopause. It's it's a whole thing. Well, why do they call like it pre menopause and then? Well, I mean, because if if you break down the word menopause, I'm sure men is short for menstrual, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it doesn't pause. It fucking stops. So why <laughs> right. is it called menopause and not menopause? Stop. Yeah. See, because it don't make men stop either. Ah, <laughs> uh, why do I do that when we have the sound effect? That's so dumb. <laughs> Why don't I just start going, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Like, it would be funnier yeah. if you did the noise and then played the noise at the same time. <laughs> Not the same time, but after when in concession. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so we've had three kids. And with the first yeah. one, they induced Megan at like I think 6.30 in the morning and Jake wasn't born until 5 something in the afternoon. Damn. And with, yeah. And then with Caitlin, um, her water broke and she was supposed to call me at 8 Caitlin's o'clock. Caitlin's water broke? Yeah. She dropped She's it on the like floor. It spilled all over the place. Um, <laughs> that was dumb. You didn't have a joke. Um, I did. <laughs> um, so Megan was getting off work at 8. She called me at 8. She's like, you will never guess what happened at work today. I'm like, oh, that's weird. What? And she's like, my water broke. I'm like, Wait, what? My water broke all over my chair, too. I'm going to have to get a new chair. I'm like, Did you okay. go in the sitcom mode and like, I got to boil water. Oh, my God. We get, Almost, where's the yeah. bag? So I'm like, well, okay, so hold on a second. I said, you're at work right now. You're still in the parking lot? She goes, yeah. I'm like, you can literally see the hospital from where, you, where we work. <laughs> so why don't you stay there and I'll meet you at the hospital? She's like, well, I'm not going to go in the hospital with like pants. Like, I got to go change. I'm like, 
Okay, Megan, seriously, you're going to drive all the way home just so I have to drive back? She's like, yes. She goes, it just broke. It'll be fine. So she drives all the way home, takes a shower, changes her pants. Mm-hmm. And I'm like doing the same thing. Like I'm trying to figure out what I'm you forgetting. Your pants and took a shower. Sorry. I keep interrupting <laughs> your story. Sorry. Um, so she, um, um, like I, I have the the overnight bag in my hand, and I'm trying to think of what I'm forgetting. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. like walking from the kitchen to the living room to the bedroom to the kitchen to the living, and finally, Megan's like, "Stop it! Just let's just get in the car and leave." I'm like, "What am I forgetting?" She's like, "Nothing." So we had to drop Jake off. Um, <laughs> With Megan's mom. I thought you were going to say her firstborn. That's no, no, no. Yeah. And then we went to the hospital. And even then, Caitlin wasn't born until like 4.45 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Luke, it was totally different. With Luke, the doctor warned us. He said, you know, you know, the more kids you have, the faster they, they deliver. And so um, with him, Megan had a doctor's appointment. And... Um, the doctor told us, he said, okay, you're already um, at three centimeters dilated. And they, with every kid, they come out faster. So I'm going to have you go to the hospital now just to be checked out. And the hospital was a couple of blocks, like about a half mile from the doctor's office. Yeah. So we get to the emergency room. And this emergency room doctor is rolling his eyes at us and being like, now listen, you know, it can mm-hmm. take hours before the baby comes. I'm like, listen, you know, I don't want to be here, right? You know, my doctor sent me. Like, we didn't want to come up here. The doctor told us to come up here. He's like, why? Because she was dilated to three centimeters. Well, you know, she's got to dilate to 10. You think? Uh, this is my third kid. I know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm only here because the doctor told me to come here. And so, you know, he he checks Megan and he has this funny look on his face and he looks at the nurse and looks back at me and he goes, how dilated was she? I said, she was at three centimeters. He's like, she's at eight. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> he's like, we need to get in the delivery room like now. So they rushed her into the delivery room and Luke was born, I think like a half an hour later. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Hmm. So one of them was a C-section and it was planned. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was much easier that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if she already had two kids, you know, I, I would think that this, she wouldn't have as many false labors, I think as. You know, they do through this episode. Spoiler alert. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Plus, you probably know what they were. I would think so, yeah. No, it's just false labor. It's fine. Mm. Scene three. The next morning, Muriel, Jackie, and Monroe walk into the kitchen. Jackie says, it's the perfect dress for you to wear to Benny DeFranco's wedding. <laughs> it's the nicest maternity dress we have at Bell Bands. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Muriel says... Well, I wish I knew what it looked like. <laughs> Jackie says, we got an ad in today's paper. I'll show it to you. <laughs> so does she really think she's going to be the only one wearing this dress? If it's literally advertised in the newspaper on sale? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's probably the only pregnant one coming. That's true. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. They go through a phase where they want it all the time. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, that's not what you meant. Never mind. <laughs> Henry sits at the table reading the newspaper. Monroe walks over and sits down. Jackie walks over to Henry and grabs a page out of the paper Henry was reading. Henry, only a little annoyed, goes back to reading his paper. Jackie says, now it costs $125, but with my employee's discount, I can get it for $97. As she looks through the paper, she says, only I can't seem to find it. Muriel says, oh, well, maybe it's in the women's section. 
She then reaches into the paper while Henry is trying to read it quietly. (laughs) Jackie says, I'll look in the fashion section and reaches into the paper too. Monroe adds, I'll look in the sports section. I'd say, but I don't think he's really interested in sports. I'm just throwing that out there. Who are you talking about? uh, Elaborate. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's one masculine motherfucker, man. (laughs) Now, first of all, we're, since we've stopped, we're not saying that, you know, like masculinity has anything to do it because I'm not a sports guy, but, you know, I'm pretty fucking manly. I get a beard and I listen to metal music and I used to ride motorcycles. So, you know, I'm a tough guy. It's true. I have tattoos. That's true. And I don't mean to brag either, but I have a beard mm-hmm. and I have a buzz cut. Mm-hmm. I have three motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And tattoos, and mm. I messed up my wrist skateboarding like Shit. a badass. Mm-hmm. And I have two members only jackets, one of them leather. <laughs> yeah, you win. You win. And you I win. couldn't give two shits about the sports section of my newspaper. <laughs> right. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And we play guitar. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. Separate guitars, not the same one. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we don't play the same guitar at the same time. You're right, Jimmy. That'd kind of be like a scene, that scene from Ghost a little bit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially if it was a ukulele, so you really had to like put your arms around me. <laughs> Hell yeah. You hold it down really low, cut a hole in the back of it. Wait, what? Mm? No. Um, You're weird. Henry, not even a little amused at everyone reaching into his paper, somebody looks up and furrows his brow. He then snatches all the pieces of the newspaper from each person and says, it's not in the sports section. (laughs) He slams the paper down on the table. He looks over at Monroe and asks, and what are you doing here anyway? Oh, shit. I know. Monroe says, well, Sarah invited me for breakfast. (laughs) Henry, a little annoyed, reminds him, that's downstairs. Monroe says, food's better up here. (laughs) Henry turns to his wife and says, Muriel, you're not going to pay $97 for something that you're only going to wear once. Unless it's a tent. At least we can use it afterwards when we go camping. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot my mic was muted. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> as we learn later on, spoiler alert, they have no problem making fat jokes in this episode. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah so. Muriel, playing the game, asks, don't you want me to look nice? Henry says, you don't have to look nice. You're not the bride. (laughs) Muriel pats her pregnant belly and says, I should hope not. (laughs) Jackie says, Dad, it is your friend's wedding. Henry reminisces as he says, Yeah, it's been a long time for Benny DeFranco. You know he's been a widower for 22 years? Muriel says, I'm so happy he finally found someone. Monroe says, Well, I think it's just wonderful. I mean, after 22 years, a man's in love. Muriel says, well, I'm very happy for Benny, and I think Paula is a very sweet person. Henry says, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at pictures of Jim J. Bullock. He's 68 now, man. (laughs) Damn. That's crazy. Hmm. So, honestly, I forgot how funny Jim J. Bullock was. (laughs) He could just say this, the most simplest of lines and it just comes out funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think part of it was because of the time period. Somebody that was overly flamboyant, it was just funny. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> people weren't used to it. Right. Um, 
but on a, on another note, I've been to so many weddings where people try to outdress the bride. Like you'd be surprised really? how many times it happens. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> like I've seen people come to weddings before wearing what looks like a wedding dress. It's like, why hmm. would you do that? This is not your, my biggest pet peeve. And I've seen it twice is when people propose at somebody else's wedding. That is such a shitty thing. To do. Oh my God. That's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen twice. And both times they weren't in the wedding party. They weren't part of the bride and groom. Like they were, they were just friends that came to the thing and they decided <laughs> to use it to shine a light on themselves when it was somebody else's day. <laughs> You're not proposing, are you? Uh, yeah, pal, I am. Well, think about it, you know? God, Sonny, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I thought it would have been funny, like if when they when they thought it was an emergency and they thought she was having a baby, if they went out the the door and you hear and they all come walking back in, like never mind. Oh, <clears throat> well, that's right. You're too good. You're too highbrow for fart humor. <laughs> all right. Scene four. Just then, cousin April runs into the kitchen. She shouts, "Listen, everybody." I just got off the phone with my dad. His girlfriend, Carla, is moving in with him. She's a 28-year-old concert pianist. Henry, not happy about the announcement, asks, isn't that awfully young? Hmm. Monroe chimes in and says, not if she started taking lessons at an early age. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually pretty funny. Henry says, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that my brother is twice that girl's age. April goes on. I guess he's kind of lonely, but the point is she has her own baby grand. So my dad's going to ship me our old piano. It's been in the family for 30 years. Mm. Henry asks, ship it. Where? April says to me here. Muriel, Muriel asks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, April, where are we going to put a piano? April says, no problem. We'll keep it in the living room where the dining table is now. Muriel then asks, and where do we put the dining room table? Hmm. April, who seems to have it all covered, says, it goes in my room. (laughs) Henry, now tired of this, stands up and says, oh, I'm not going to eat in your room. Every time I go in there, I lose my appetite. Oh, shit. Besides, you're leaving that room. The baby's going in there. No, no, no piano. Hmm. Jackie chimes in and says, I think it'd be nice for the baby to grow up with music in the house. Henry says, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Exactly. <laughs> Henry says, fine, buy a clarinet. Oh, shit. Muriel thinks about it for a moment and says, you know, it would be kind of nice to have a piano around. I haven't played in years, but I used to be quite good. Mm. April says, and I could write music to go with my lyrics. <laughs> Monroe, with a big boyish smile, says, oh, and I just love to play the piano and sing. Gosh, I'd be here all the time. <laughs> Jackie looks at Monroe and says, you just blew it, Monroe. <laughs> April, still trying to plead her case, says, it won't cost us a cent, Uncle Henry. My dad's taking care of the air freight. All we need to do is get it here from the airport. Henry asks, do you have any idea what a mover would charge for that? April says, I know somebody who said they could do it for 20 bucks. Henry chuckles in disbelief and then asks, $20? Only an idiot would leg a piano across town for $20. (laughs) Monroe then says, okay, I'll do it for 15. (laughs) Henry looks at Monroe in shock. Monroe, misreading his facial cue, says, that's the lowest I can go, Mr. Rush. The lowest. I have to pay my helper $10. 
Henry leans in closer to Monroe and asks, why is your helper getting twice as much as you're getting? Monroe says, it's the only way I could get him. He has a hernia. Hmm. Henry just rolls his eyes. April goes on. Uncle Henry, what do you say? I know my mom would have wanted me to have it. Henry looks up at his niece and confirms, your dad is willing to pay for all the expenses? April smiles and confirms every last dime. Jackie says, well, great. With the money you saved, <laughs> with the money you saved, we can buy the dress. Hmm. Come on, mom. Call Bella Bands. Muriel gets up from the table and follows Jackie out of the living room to make a call. Hmm. April then says, I'll call my dad again to go ahead and ship the piano. She then runs out of the kitchen. Monroe jumps up from the table and says, and I'll call Moose and tell him to stand by with his truck and his truss. Monroe then runs out of the kitchen. After everyone has left the kitchen, Henry sits at the table and says to himself, okay, I'll give it some thought tonight and I'll give you my decision tomorrow. He then throws his arms up in defeat. <laughs> wow. She's got a super annoying voice. <laughs> she does. Yeah, it's like clear your fucking throat. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy like shit. Voice. Like I, I have don't. like a, a thing for voices when they sound cartoony. Like I get excited. Hers doesn't sound cartoony. It sounds like she's been screaming her whole life <laughs> or smoking 12 packs a day. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she kind of reminds me of Martha Quinn, the way she looks. <laughs> she What's her short yeah. haircut? <laughs> yeah. But I also realized in this scene how big Jackie's mouth is. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. She got a big mouth. Um, but I, I bet, because apparently the father in this show writes cartoons. He's oh, like a, yeah, that's right. Not cartoons, but like a comic strip. I bet they're hilarious. <laughs> you know? You can always tell with his comedic timing and stuff. Yeah, because he, he's so lighthearted and makes a joke out of everything. I bet they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scene five. Ooh. Back at the Rush residence, Henry and Muriel walk in the front door all dressed up. Sarah asks, hi, how was the wedding? Muriel says, embarrassing. Ooh, damn. Mm -hmm. Jackie asks, why? What happened? Henry says, Benny made a fool of himself. <laughs> Muriel chuckles. Henry continues, when the minister said, do you take this woman? He tried to take her right there. Oh, shit. It took three ushers to pry him loose. Oh, I didn't know that's what it meant. <laughs> like in the episode, I thought, <clears throat> I thought he tried to like leave. With her? Mm. <laughs> like, that's what I thought he was talking about. And I just now got, I'm like, oh, I get that joke now. Wow. Okay. Sarah asks, well, where are they? I thought they were stopping by to have a glass of champagne on the way to the airport. Muriel thinks for a second and says, I don't know. They were right behind us when we parked the car. Muriel then walks over to the door and opens it up. When she opens it, we see Benny making out with his new bride. Oh, damn. A very, um. Healthy bride. Nice. Stout bride. Okay. Broad in the beam, if you will. Okay. All right. Not knowing that they're being watched, they just continue on getting it on in the doorway. Oh, Hell shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's their wedding night. Man, take that shit seriously. He's going to go first base, second base, third base, and home. Hell He's going to yeah. around that mound. Hell yeah, he is. He's going to go all around that mound, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. He does yeah. it right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Back again. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to like, touch her boob, I guess. 
Yeah, and probably your butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, let's see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyed oh, and a little embarrassed for his friend, Henry says, Benny. 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 Benny then turns around and awkwardly smiles. His new bride blushes and smiles. As they walk in the door, Muriel says, Paula, I'd like you to meet our daughters. This is Jackie and this is Sarah. And she was like, ooh, what a big mouth you have. (laughs) (laughs) They all greet each other. As they all make their way to the couch, Henry announces, I'll get the champagne. Benny says, "Uh, we can't stay long, Henry. We want to get to the airport and plenty of time to check in. Benny now assists his rotund bride down onto the couch. Mm. Muriel sits next to them in a chair next to the couch. Mm. She, too, has a little issue sitting down with her pregnant belly. Okay. So it's their wedding night, and they came over there. Why? Just to stop by on the way to the airport, just real quick, to have some champagne. Mm. Uh Okay. That seems kind of weird to me. Well, I feel like it was somebody like... Well, we're getting ready to leave. Why don't you stop by on the way to the air? You guys are going to the airport. I, mean, I know it's, it's on your wedding way. night, but why don't you come over? Like, and you can meet the girls and you can like see the house. And, and I mean, they're just like looking at each other. I, I mean, I guess. So, th- so this guy can't keep his hands off the bride. Yeah. Right. He tries to take her right there at the altar. Mm-hmm. They're making out in the hallway. And somehow they, you know what? Do you know what you need? You need to stop by our house and meet our daughters <laughs> and like just to hang around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so as Muriel walks in, you get to see this amazing dress that she yeah. had Bella Buns or whatever it was called. <laughs> this red horrific dress. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about dresses, but it just didn't look like it was worth 125 bucks to me. I'm just saying. Well, it wasn't. It was 97. Well, with her employee discount. Which I, I tried to work out the math, and the only thing I can think of is that she gets a 25% discount, which would be like $93 and some change. Hmm. But then I guess with tax, it would bring it up to 97 Yeah. So that would assume that they have like roughly f- a little over 4% tax in California at the time. Hmm. But maybe my math is bad. Maybe she gets a 30% discount. I didn't do that, man. But anyways. Maybe it's like one of those cost plus things. Maybe. No. Scene six. With everyone still sitting in the living room, Sarah asks, so where are you going on your honeymoon? Paula says, Cancun, Mexico. Jackie says, oh, I've heard about that place. There's so much to do there. Swimming, sailing, snorkeling, deep sea fishing. Benny, being awkwardly honest, looks at his bride and says, who's leaving the room? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, daddy. Paula just blushes. Benny says, that's why we got married this month. It's the rainy season down there and mm-hmm. things are going to get wet. If you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Paula blushes again and says, oh, Benito. Mm-hmm. The two just giggle on the couch. <laughs> As Henry is attempting to open the champagne, Paula says, Benny, we must remember to change our dollars into pesos. The airport. Why did I say it like that? Does anybody <laughs> know what the rate of exchange is? Jackie says, well, I have a conversion table when I worked at the bank. You're welcome to have it. Paula says, oh, I'd love it. Jackie <laughs> says, I'll go downstairs and get it. After Jackie leaves, Sarah asks, hey, would you like to see our apartment? Woman I've never met and will most likely never see again. 
<laughs> Paula says, oh, I would love to. Paula then looks to her new husband and asks permission. <laughs> Benny says, you may. <laughs> no, he says, sure. Sarah begins you to head speak. downstairs, but Muriel calls her back to assist Paula off the couch along with Benny. Once she's lifted up with some force, <laughs> she practically falls on top of Muriel sitting in a chair. Muriel freaks out, but then realizes she's safe and sighs with relief. <laughs> Once Paula is up, they all giggle at the near-death experience Muriel just had. Paula says, I have to lose a good five pounds on this honeymoon. She then, fo- <laughs> she then follows Sarah out of the door and downstairs. Penny turns to Henry, who's still trying to open the champagne, and says, I'm good for 10. Henry looks at Muriel and says softly, and I'm Robert Redford. <laughs> Muriel just laughs. <laughs> Benny watches his bride walk down the stairs. He turns back to Henry and says, who that body, it drives me crazy. Mm. Muriel says, well, I told Paula that I would lend you one of my cameras. I'll go get it. As Muriel gets up to go get it, Benny says, oh, good. Thank you. He turns to Henry, who's still trying to open the champagne. (laughs) He says, (laughs) I want to get a lot of pictures of Paula on the beach. As soon as he says this, Henry, without missing a beat, shouts, Mario, get the wide angle lens. <laughs> Dang. I don't know why it's taking him so long to open the champagne. <laughs> Probably because he wasn't using one of those popper things. Like, what? Is it? it looks like a drill bit that you put in the champagne. And you... <laughs> I don't know. It's just, re- well, you usually don't use one of those things for a champagne. You just pop it. Oh. We oh. have to, like, unscrew this metal wire. And then you take off the foil, and then you just kind of you know, pop mm. the top. And it sprays all over the place? Well, that's if you shake it up. <laughs> Normally, oh. it shouldn't do that. Um, it just seemed like it took him a long time. So, <laughs> And also, I didn't get the thing about um, like losing five pounds in the honeymoon bit. Like, <laughs> you, I didn't, didn't, you didn't get that? No. It was no, because she either. said... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says, I have to lose five pounds on the honeymoon. She has to lose five pounds on a honeymoon. I don't know. Like I think I, it was at first, I thought the joke was like that she's gonna lose. Yeah, her. that's why. Like that would but, have been better if she would have said, right, "I'm gonna end up losing five pounds on this honeymoon." You know? Yeah, because then it would have been funny because it would have been like, "No, oh, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna lose ten. Like, yeah. Then it's kind of funny. Yeah, but not. I have to. Mm-mm. Like, is that something that Benny's making you do? Like, you have to yeah. lose. I feel like he doesn't want you to. No. No. Plus, if they're leaving for their honeymoon, like right after this, when is she going to lose five pounds? <laughs> Where are you mm. going to be gone for like two months? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so in, it's their wedding night. Mm-hmm. Why not visit some person's apartment you just met? Like, I, I just, <laughs> I still don't understand why they're there. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> I mean, that was just weird how Sarah's like, you want to come down and see our apartment woman I just yeah, met? Yeah, that I probably yeah. will never see again. On their, on their wedding night. <laughs> What did you do one night? Well, we stopped at some random person's house and her daughter that I just met showed me her apartment that looked <laughs> just like her parents. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's an apartment building. It's one of those things, too, when they were at the wedding and they're like, well, oh. since you're going to the airport and you got some time, you should come by. You're like, they're not going to say no, because that's rude. <laughs> and right, it's the right. same thing with like Sarah. Like, you want to come down and see her apartment? <laughs> they're going to say like... <laughs> I've seen an apartment before. I mean, does it look like this one upstairs? I mean, it yeah. probably does, right? And then, well, yeah, kind of. But I mean, we have like a, a big old like, like beanbag couch. 
So yeah, look at that. That's yeah. Where the bedroom was upstairs. That's a wall. Yeah, that's bathroom. Yep, bathroom's in the same spot. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Let me guess, master bedroom. That's right, because it's only one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> God, I feel like the Rush family is just famous for <laughs> just asking awkward questions and making people do things they don't want to do. And like, so Monroe is he like? Am I right that he's like the fix-it guy in the building? Like he's the repair guy? Oh, I don't. The I don't, handyman. I, think, I thought he was just like Sarah's friend or the girl's friend. I think. I don't know if he works in the building or something. In, so in the context of the show, is he gay? I don't think so. I don't so is know. he trying to, is he trying to hump the two girls? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Um, at first I, I didn't quite understand like this, this girl, Paula, is she pregnant? <laughs> I don't know. The way she was like sitting down, they had to help yeah. her. Sit it, it appeared like maybe she's pregnant, but. I don't think so. I mean, we're going to talk about this more, but like later, because the way they make it seem like they make it seem like they haven't fucked yet. Like they haven't yeah, been intimate together at all. Right, right. And that's why he's so excited about the wedding. According to this, I'm guessing he hasn't been intimate in over 22 years, which Damn. is kind of hard to believe. I don't know. That's crazy. But yeah. Scene seven. Seven. Just then, April runs into the apartment. Seems like it's all she does. Just runs into rooms. Yeah, right. <laughs> she runs in the kitchen. She runs in the apartment. I wonder when she finally leaves. Does she run out? <laughs> Just then, April runs in the apartment. As excited as I used, as excited as I used to be when I swam on the high school swim team. Damn, you and- talk about that a lot. We get it. Okay, Michael Phelps. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And then April says, it's here. My piano is here. Monroe is going to bring it up. It goes right here, Monroe. Which, by the way, we, we didn't mention this before, but why the fuck when they were like, where are we going to put the piano? Like, oh, we'll put it where the fucking table is. Where are you going to put the table? <laughs> It'll go in my room. Why don't you just put the fucking piano in your room? Exactly. If they you supposedly to take it. up the same amount of space. <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry. Benny looks to Monroe and asks, need a hand? Monroe says, no, thanks. I've got my helper with me. Hey, Moose. <laughs> just as he says this, a very large man, a towering man. Hmm. A Brobdignagian man, if you will. Did you say somebody's dick? <laughs> <laughs> a broad dick, something rather. Brobdignagian. Oh, okay. It just means large and tall. Oh, okay. Surprised you didn't know that. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Anyway, he steps in the doorway. Benny and Henry look over at him. Benny says, "Wow, is he big?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know we're thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, says, there, buddy. I don't know. It's hard to tell through his pants. And <laughs> he says, I've never seen anybody that tall without a basketball. Monroe mm-hmm. says, well, we better get to work. Monroe stops at the doorway, looks up at the large man and says, move it, Moose. Oh, damn. Moose then steps out of the doorway and Monroe follows. 
once Henry finally gets the champagne open, like he literally just now all that before he was still trying to open, you know, it's like, (laughs) 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 it's like, you know, what should I do during the scene? Just open the champagne. Like, you know, understand this is like four pages, right? (laughs) Like, I know, but just, you know, work on the champagne. Yeah. For four he's, pages, you want me to work? He's drank a lot of champagne. You could tell that home, homeboy drinks a lot of champagne. <laughs> Looks like he didn't drink. He can't even open a bottle for four pages. He's trying. That to would open be like bottle. me. <laughs> that would be me trying to like. Remember yeah. that scene in Biloxi Blues where Matthew Broderick's trying to pry the gun out of out of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that would be me like trying to open it like like struggling shit like no you got to take the metal <laughs> thing off Jimmy uh, oh oh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, he finally gets the champagne open and begins pouring glasses. Muriel then shouts from the bedroom, Henry, could you give me a hand? The camera's on the top shelf and I can't quite reach it. Henry turns to April and asks, would you give her a hand? I'm pouring the champagne. I finally fucking got it open after four pages. (laughs) (laughs) I finally opened it. No, no, no. I'm going to stay here and pour this damn champagne. (laughs) Took me four pages to open this shit. <laughs> April shouts. I get an Aunt Muriel. April then leaves to go help. Okay, why does she feel the need to shout "I'll get it" when she has to go in to get it? <laughs> like she could have just ran in to get it. Like, like the woman's <laughs> pregnant. The last thing she needs to be doing is standing on a chair or something to get something off the top shelf. <sighs> that bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a guy at work who's as tall as that guy's moose. Like he has mm. to like duck just to go through doorways. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of guys like that at work too. Yeah, That's the one crazy. guy is I think six foot nine, got about two hundred fifty pounds. He's freaking huge. <laughs> well, this guy is just tall and he's just thin. He's normal build, uh, but he's just really tall. Mm. And uh, we have a woman too that works, and she's like super short. Like if me and her are standing next to each other, top of her head comes to like maybe like. Just to the bottom of my man boobs. Hmm. And she's like, and it's funny to, to watch the two of them have a conversation. <laughs> you can literally stack like three of her on top of each other and they would finally be eye to eye. And it's just so funny. It makes me look like like his Chewbacca talking to Yoda. That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Scene eight. Now that the champagne is finally poured. Henry hands a glass to Benny. Benny holds it up and says to you, Henry, for being such a good friend and seeing me through all those lonely years. Whoa, what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Henry smiles. Benny goes on. You know, Henry, when Enda died, I thought that nothing or nobody could fill the void in my life. But then Paula came along and I want to tell you something, Henry. She filled it. Hmm. Henry just looks at Benny, trying not to say all the jokes that are running through his mind. <laughs> but let's one slip out, and he says, she overflowed it. Oh, shit. And they both take a drink. <laughs> just then, Monroe comes running in to the apartment and says, uh, Mr. Rush, uh, could I borrow a saw? Henry says, yeah, it's in the... But as Monroe is about to get it, Henry grabs his arm and stops him as he asks, why do you need a saw? Monroe says, well, I need the soft part of the handrail. The piano crate is stuck halfway up the stairs. Monroe tries to walk away again, but Henry grabs his arm again and shouts, Okay, it's a fucking surprise. Right. Well, don't saw off the handrail. Push the piano loose. 
Monroe says, Moose tried. It won't budge. Henry sighs and says, we'll all go down and have a look at it. Monroe runs ahead of him and says, no, wait, 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 wait. You can't go downstairs. Henry asks, huh? Monroe says, that piano crate is really wedged in there, Mr. Rush. You can't get past it. Henry, not listening, just walks out to take a look. Benny runs over to Monroe and says, I've got to get past it. My bride is downstairs. We've got a plane to catch. Monroe says, well, gosh, I guess you better call the airport and cancel your flip. But then stops when Henry returns with a look of fury on his face. Well, there's a fucking surprise. <laughs> right. Henry steps toward Monroe as he backs up. Henry shouts, I ought to cancel your head. I should never have trusted you in the first place. Hmm. He didn't. His daughter did. <laughs> or his little niece or whatever. Benny steps to Monroe also and asks, you mean to tell me that after waiting 22 years, I'm going to have to spend my wedding night here alone? Monroe, with a boyish charm, says, oh, you won't be alone. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Rush are here and April's here and I'm here. Do you play Scrabble? Hmm. Benny, not amused at all, just stares into Monroe's soul. Hmm. Henry says, Benny, I feel terrible about this. Benny barks at Henry and asks, you feel terrible. What about me? I'm 65-year-old man. Every night counts. Hmm. So, for some reason, Monroe reminds me of another character from another show. Can you guess which sitcom character? I have no clue. I have no clue. For some reason, especially in that scene, mm -hmm. he reminds me of um, Jim Parsons as Sheldon. Oh, yeah. I don't see that at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not like he doesn't look like him. Just the way he acts and... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. So I know I mentioned this last after last scene, but are we supposed to believe that he hasn't been laid in 22 years and this is his first opportunity? That's true. He is kind of hot. <laughs> oh, that's not where you're going with that? Well, no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it might be one of those old fashioned, you know, no sex before marriage things. Maybe that's what they're getting at. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> hmm. Um, they didn't measure first before they tried to bring that piano up the stairs? I guess not. Well, and how do they get the couch up? The couch probably takes up more room than the piano does. Well, the couch is probably a little more flexible. And I squishy. guess, but... Hmm. All right. I don't know. I have my own theory later, which we'll talk about. So Okay. Scene and then. Just then, April comes out of the back bedroom holding Muriel's hand and says... Uncle Henry? Henry's still angry. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. Not now, April. This idiot got your piano wedged in the hallway there, and no one can get through. We've got a big problem here. April says, we've got even a bigger problem, Uncle Henry. Henry says, huh? Muriel says, the baby's coming. <laughs> Henry's eyes widen as he panics and says, may, 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 <laughs> mayday! Muriel hobbles over to Henry to help him breathe as she repeats, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. And Benny's like, not before I do. No, sorry. <laughs> that was gross. <clears throat> so call the fire department. The house is not fire, Jimmy. What, what are you doing? This guy, this guy <laughs> talking about call the fire department. There's a baby coming. Well, he, was, the, he was put out of fire. If the downstairs apartment was on fire, how would they get out? They would call the fire department. So, 
fire department can either do one of two things. They can either climb up into the room and deliver the baby up there, or they mm-hmm. can have her go down the ladder. It's true. It's true. Yeah. If they can get cats out of trees, they can get pregnant women out of windows. Just saying. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about my theory and what they should do after the break. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we take our next break. So Monroe has managed to wedge a piano in the stairway, mm. and everyone is stuck upstairs. Will Benny ever see his bride again? Mm. Will Muriel end up having an at-home birth? Mm. Will Monroe play Center Square in Hollywood Squares tonight? Probably. Yeah, he usually does. We'll be back. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over a hundred episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. Oh man, that was one of the longer breaks, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. We took our time, you know. We, we took our time. And- yeah, we had to recharge the batteries, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And a chit-chat about stuff and oh, things. Yeah. So, so, um, so earlier in this episode, we were talking about <laughs> the fact that they stopped by some random person's apartment on their wedding night. What yeah. did What did you do on your wedding night? Jimmy, that's personal. Other than that, um, I mean, do you want like details? Like, yeah, is this yeah, a like, wrong well, situation? Do you, to, like, do you want me to go first? Well, I mean, okay. I mean, so, I mean, when my wife and I we went into the room and we lowered the lights and, you know, I kind of rubbed your thigh a little bit. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not wrong. Like, I don't need that level. Oh, 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 okay. Um, I'm trying to think, like, um, yeah, maybe you should go first because I'm not sure what you're asking. So, like when when we got married, we stayed in a hotel that later on you would end up getting married in. We stayed in that same hotel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we got to the room and we got there relatively early. I think we left because we had to be out of the church at a certain time. So it was like something like seven thirty or eight or something like that. And um, we got back to the hotel room, and I mean, I don't know how it was with your weddings, but. Yeah, we were fucking starving because at, at your wedding, it's like you never have time to eat. You never have time to really sit down and enjoy anything, really. You know, you know? 
You said that, like, when I was getting married, you said yeah. that to you, like, you know, you need to make sure you have time to eat because you never get a chance to eat. No, you don't. I fucking did. <laughs> like, <laughs> me and wife sat down at the table and everybody else was sitting down and eat. I fucking sat down, finished the whole plate, and I think you went, I even went and got a little bit more and sat back yeah, down. Yeah, I didn't have time. I had a plate made, but I never, I didn't have a chance to eat anything because as soon as I sat down, it was time to do something or whatever. So, oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Was that me? Because I was emceeing your freaking. <laughs> Well, no, it, we know we know who was really emceeing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we yeah, know, that's yeah. True. It definitely wasn't me. No, we know the voice the, behind that. Um, yeah, I was the just the puppet, and she was the puppet master. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so by the time we got back to the hotel, both me and Megan were starving, yeah. and so we ended up, I think, um, ordering room service, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they brought up like champagne and like a couple of like Andy's mints or something like. <laughs> Megan tried the champagne. She said it was disgusting. Um, so then we 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 were bored, <laughs> like, right? So we sat down and we were watching gymnastics on TV, and like we we're just sitting there, kind of bored. And she's like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I don't know." And we had had in the trunk of the car, we had had all the cards and all the the presents and stuff. Yeah. So we go down to the car and start opening up cards because we didn't know what to do, right? And we noticed that there was a lot of money in a lot of the cards. So everything that said, use this on your honeymoon, we actually set aside and used it on our honeymoon. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to say that was the money that we used for room service. Um, mm-hmm. if we were hungry or whatever. Um, and then we ended up, um, I think going to McDonald's across the street to get ice cream or something. I can't remember. Um, but then the next morning we woke up and we had to check out at like 11 and we woke up and it was like 1045. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, Megan, 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 wake up. And she's like, what? I'm like, it's like 1045. We're supposed to be out here at 11. Otherwise, we got to pay. She's like, oh, no. So we rush and get everything packed up. We run down to the desk. We're like, okay, all right, we're ready. So we go ahead and check out, get in the car, turn on the car, and the clock says 730 in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Why did and you I, think it was so late? Somebody had fucked up the alarm. Like, they reset the clock. I don't know if they're trying to be funny or what, but they set the, the clock in the room you know, hmm. for the wrong time. So I guess, you know, <laughs> so that was our wedding night. We woke up super early just because somebody fucked around with the clock. So did you like consummate the marriage? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I mean, Megan was asleep. I was in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just days that. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you didn't say, I'm not that I was looking for details of that, but I just want to at least hear that, you know, you know, then we, you know, you know yeah. and then we were hungry, you know, kind of a thing. No, we were hungry before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was really nice because you stayed in that hotel and it's like your back door is on the beach and your front door is like, you know, it's like the hotel's really tall and slender and, you know, yeah. your front door opens up to the hallway and your back door opens up to the beach, you know, and it's awesome. So gross. Yeah. But yeah. 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 And then for our honeymoon, we went to Key West. Hmm. That was really nice. 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 First day there, Megan gets sunburned really, really, really bad. We had a tour, uh, a tour scheduled to see the island of uh, Key West on Wave Runners, but yeah. Megan forgot her sunblock, and it was from like eleven to two. So mm. she was wearing like these these weird board shorts and stuff like that, and her thighs were just completely burnt, really bad. So we had gotten mm. a room with like a like a jacuzzi tub and all this kind of stuff, and. Megan couldn't lift her leg up high enough <laughs> to get in. 
So we couldn't use that. <laughs> it I don't think she would want to anyway with a burn getting the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it really sucked because like nothing happened on the honeymoon. You know what I mean? Like you just she was you so did. sunburned. So yeah. You just said you did though. On the wedding night. Yeah. Not on, on oh, the honeymoon. Oh, yeah. gotcha. On the honeymoon. So, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Damn. Yeah. But it was still fun. Let's see. <clears throat> on, I don't remember a specific like wedding nights, really? But I remember yeah. honeymoons. Okay. Um, as everyone knows, I was married three times, so I've had three honeymoons. Damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one well, didn't really count as a honeymoon, but we were already in Vegas. So right. um, I guess that counted as like a honeymoon because that's where we got married. So um, the second one, we went on a cruise. Which that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, and the third one, we went to New York, went to Manhattan for like five days. Right on. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when you went to Manhattan. Yeah, that was fun. I think it's sexist. They should I, call it Womanhattan. Or you know. <laughs> my wife was like six months pregnant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, and yeah, we had to that. walk all over Manhattan, and she was not happy. I mean, why did, did you fine. go to Manhattan? Good. Because <laughs> we always wanted to go to New York, but which I mean, I've been there when I was a small kid, but now, now as an adult. You know? But I mean, it's common knowledge that you walk around when you're at New York. Like well, we took cabs a lot too, but every once in a while we walked. And uh, she wasn't like she was complaining all the time. She wasn't. She was a good sport. But every right. once in a while she'd be like, "Can we take a cab this time?" I'm like, yeah, that works. Okay. And uh, but yeah, cool. Now, I've yeah, never been there. We, I don't know if anybody knows the layout of Manhattan, but we walked all the way from. Like where you can see the Statue of Liberty all the way down to Grand Central Station. And that's a long walk. And we did that. So, okay. Mm-hmm. If you were walking to a station, why didn't you just take the subway? Wouldn't you have ended up <laughs> in the station anyways? Well, we were kind of walking around and then kind of looking for certain things. <clears throat> and then we realized, hey, we're just a few blocks from the hotel, which our hotel was pretty much right at Grand Central Station, like a block from it. And so we were like, I just finished walking. Hmm. And we go upstairs to the room and like maybe order room service or whatever. And then we like, hey, let's go check out Central Park and the Met and all that. So because right. the Met is right there at Central Park. So we did both of those. And that was fun. That was really cool. Um, the Wednesday before this episode comes out. So for everybody listening, two days ago was my 20th mm-hmm. anniversary. Oh, yeah. Oh, Happy yeah. anniversary. <clears throat> nice. That's kind of cool. 20 years. Hmm. I can't imagine that. Can't imagine what? That somebody would be married to me for 20 years? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, scene 10. No. <laughs> I can't imagine being with someone for 20 years. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's good. It's a great yeah. thing. But yeah. I just, I've never been with anybody longer than three years. Mm. So okay. it's just, it's hard for me to imagine that. We've been I together together for, I think, 23 or 24 years. Um, mm. but we've been married for 20 so we're going to celebrate by just having a night out without the kids. They're yeah, going I'm to her mom's really house. To, what? They're going to her mom's house. Oh, like yeah. you said, you were, we're going to enjoy a night out with the kids. We're going to go to her mom's house. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I can relate to Benny in this episode a lot. Mm. <laughs> you know, we're both widowers and mm-hmm. we're both very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> How long yeah. has it been? Like since Nikki passed away? 
22 years. That's 20, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 22 years. Well, hey, that's what I thought, but I, I didn't want to get it wrong. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not start. 65, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and Megan actually met Nikki once. Just one time. Yeah. It's crazy. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off, April just had a piano sent from her father to the house. Mm. Only Monroe has somehow managed to get stuck in the stairway. Fucking Monroe. I know. Benny's new bride is downstairs looking at Sarah and Jackie's apartment. Mm. While Benny may spend his wedding night alone upstairs. Well, he's not alone. That's true. Meanwhile, Muriel has now gone into labor and can't leave to go to the hospital. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> see what happens. Yeah. Scene 10. Now in a panic, Henry is now on the phone with the doctor in the bedroom. He says, doctor, look, doctor, why don't you just go down to the hospital and I'll make sure that Muriel gets there somehow. All right. Henry hangs up the phone while Muriel lies in bed trying to relax. Henry leans over to his wife and says, honey, you just just take it easy and be calm. I'll take care of everything. Muriel, while practicing her breathing, says, okay. I don't know how to, I don't know. What. Henry <laughs> calmly walks over to the window in the bedroom and begins to shout, help, police, fire, somebody, anybody. <laughs> Henry turns back around to his wife and calmly asks, have you started your breathing exercises? <laughs> he sits in the bed next to her and holds her hand. He says, why don't you try the cleansing breath exercise? Find your focal point. Actually, if she should say like Ron, find your focal point. Sorry, that was mean. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's not how Ron talks. That's Ron's customer that service is, that voice. That is his customer service voice. And yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to do it. I'm sitting there waiting. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> As Muriel begins to breathe, Benny walks into the room and asks, how's Muriel doing? Henry says, she's doing fine, Benny. But... We got to get her to the hospital. Benny says, maybe I can help. I used to be a medic in the war. Muriel, excited to hear this, asks, oh, did you ever deliver a baby? Benny's like, at war? Why would a pregnant woman be at war? Get your head out of your ass, Muriel. No, it's Muriel. <laughs> Muriel. Um, <laughs> what kind of fucking name is Muriel anyway? Jesus, Henry. Good God. He's a moron. <laughs> Benny says, no, but I was very good with shrapnel. Muriel then rolls her eyes as another contraction emerges. Benny asks, uh, are you through with the phone? I want to make a call to Paula. Henry says, all right, get on with it, but be quick. Benny says, I'll try. And then mm -hmm. leaves back into the living room to make his call. As Henry coaches Muriel on her breathing, Benny runs back into the room and says, I'm beginning to understand how the Duke of Windsor could give up his throne for a woman. Henry gets up in annoyance. Oh, a fucking surprise. <laughs> and says, Windsor, would you just go make the phone call? Benny then leaves to make his call. Henry sighs and goes back to coaching. But Benny runs back in again and suggests, maybe I should take a cold shower instead. Henry, annoyed as fuck, turns to Benny and says, you can do both. The phone has a long extension cord on it. <laughs> so who's the Duke of Windsor? And, and 
I mean, it sounds a lot like what Prince Harry did. Like he gave up the throne. I well, thought the Prince throne, Charles but... was the Duke of Windsor. No. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but I know like Prince Harry, you know, he left the royal family because of his wife. Right. Like how often did this fucking happen? <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with that family? <laughs> I'm looking it up now. What is wrong with it? No. Um, <laughs> Edward the Seventh, later mm. known as the Duke of Windsor, was king of the United Kingdom and the dominions of the British Empire and Emperor of India from twenty from twentieth of January nineteen thirty six until his abdication in December of the same year. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Um. Does does he just need to go to the bat to the bathroom and take care of business? Like what? The, what's the? I mean, that's like, what it sounds like. I mean, hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Scene eleven. <laughs> Once Benny finally leaves, Henry goes back to tending to Muriel. Then all of a sudden, hmm. Monroe enters the room with a big old sandwich in his hand. He asks, "How do you feel, Mrs. Rush?" Henry turns to Monroe and says, "Don't talk to her now. She's." But then stops and looks down at his sandwich. Henry asks. Why are you eating? <laughs> Monroe says, I'm on my lunch break. Henry then snatches the sandwich from Monroe's hand and snaps, lunch is over. <laughs> he slams the sandwich in the nightstand drawer. Henry wipes his hand all over Monroe's overalls and then asks, and why aren't you helping Moose? Monroe says, gee, Mr. Rush, there's nothing we can do. That piano is really wedged in there. It won't budge. Henry says, all right, chop through it. We've got to get through. Monroe argues, I don't have an axe. Henry suggests, try using a blunt instrument like your head. Oh, dang. Bird! <laughs> Henry then steps towards Monroe with an evil look in his eyes. Monroe then backs up and out of the room. Hmm. Henry now turns back to his wife and says, now don't worry about anything, Muriel. I'll find a way to get us out of here somehow. As Henry paces around the room to think, Muriel reaches into the nightstand drawer and pulls out the sandwich and begins to eat it. <laughs> but it's a different sandwich. You notice that shit? No. That, that wasn't it. the same sandwich. Homegirl didn't want to eat after him, so they had another sandwich Damn. in the drawer. Uh, hers was on two little pieces of bread. His was on big-ass hoagie-looking shit. Well, do you think maybe, like, because I think he was, like, HIV positive or something, but I don't know at what point... He was. Do you think right. maybe she was concerned about maybe? It's possible. Touching? I mean, maybe oh. she was just the kind of person that didn't want to eat after somebody. You know, oh, it's yeah. possible. But yeah, it might have been that because there was a lot of ignorance surrounding yeah. that. This is early eighties. So I mean, the movie Philadelphia they do a pretty good job of explaining it. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Anyway, continuing on. Okay. <clears throat> Henry looks out the window and says, "Now wait a minute." He steps closer to look out the window and says, there's a utility truck in front of Feldman's house. Mm. They're fixing the streetlight. Mm. He's wearing a blue shirt. It's going to be a lot of information. <laughs> Henry then shouts out the window. Hey, <laughs> hey, over there. We've got an emergency. Will you move that thing over here? <laughs> Just then Muriel begins to feel more contractions as she says, Henry, tell them to hurry. <laughs> The utility worker moves the lift over to the window. He asks, 
What's happening? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Henry says, this is my wife and she's having a baby. Utility worker says, congratulations. What are you telling me for? Get her to a hospital. Henry says, well, well, we can't. There's a piano stuck in our hallway. Utility worker, not understanding, says, yeah, we keep ours in the den. <laughs> Henry trying to push the urgency says, we just can't get through there. The piano is wedged in the hallway. Listen, if you can get my wife down to the street on that thing, my daughters can get her to the hospital, okay? The worker says, mister, we're not allowed to let people ride this thing. <laughs> Henry shouts, but this is an emergency. The worker says, I know, but I can't get fired. I don't want to get fired twice in one year. <laughs> I used to be an air traffic controller. <sighs> So, first off, Henry's yeah. not not Monroe's boss, right? Um, no. Okay, so he hasn't unless okay. he's paying the fifteen dollars right. for him to move the piano. Um, so he would rather waste a sandwich than let him eat it. <laughs> I guess that seems silly to me. Um, yeah. Also, why is he shouting? Like the, the guy outside of the window, he's literally yelling through the window. <laughs> well, he's from New York and they always shout and apparently he moved to San Francisco. Well, that's, that's my next thing is why does he have a New York accent? <laughs> I bring that up later too. Apparently if you're a utility worker in New York, you the, the biggest urge you're fighting is moving to San Francisco. Apparently, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So, okay, you got this crate right. with a piano in it wedged right. in this stairwell. Right. Can you just take the piano out of the fucking crate? You might scratch the piano tack. By opening the crate? Yeah, you might scratch it on the wall. Why would you? The piano obviously is much thinner and smaller than the crate. If you just open the crate... Take the sides off the crate. Not only will that free the piano, but it also will free the crate. Right. And so it's like, just take the piano out of the crate, man. It's a shame that they it's don't a, have a... It's a shame they don't know anybody downstairs and keep it in their apartment. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's wedged in there. Right. But I mean, it's a shame they couldn't have just put it in the downstairs apartment instead of trying to lug it up a flight of stairs. <laughs> but that's just crazy talk. They don't know anybody downstairs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Scene 12. Still at the window with the utility worker, Henry now trying a different angle, like Monroe and Moose should have done, says, look, Mm -hmm. I mean, suppose this was your wife. The worker says, I'm divorced. Mm -hmm. Henry asks, do you have a daughter? The worker says, yeah. Henry says, well, suppose your daughter were having a baby. The worker says, I'd kill myself. She's only 12. (laughs) Just then Muriel has another contraction. Henry, seeing this, pleads some more. He says, listen, please. The worker says, okay, bring her over here. I'll get her down. Henry says, oh, thank you, thank you. Henry runs over to Muriel to help her out of the bed. He says, all right, we're going to make it, Muriel. We're going to make it. Muriel grabs her coat and walks over to the window. As Henry coaches on her breathing, Muriel jests, this kid had better be a winner. Henry picks her up to the window as the worker takes her hand and helps her into the lift. Muriel says, oh, Henry, my suitcase. As Henry grabs her suitcase, Muriel says to the worker, hi, I'm Muriel Rush. The worker says, hi, Ari Pizzullo. 
Mm-hmm. Once Muriel's in the lift with Ari Pizzullo, Henry mm-hmm. tries to get in too. Ari asks, where are you going? Ooh, Henry says, well, I'm going with her. Ari says, there's no room. I'll take your wife, but that's it. Henry says, but I'm her labor coach. No, he didn't mm-hmm. say like that. He should have. Ari mm-hmm. and Muriel then pull away from the window and are lowered to the ground. Hmm. Yeah, I just once again noted that it's typical for a New York utility worker to move to San Francisco. Hmm. Sounds about right. What I noticed is they had plenty of room. Well, yeah, but it could have been a weight thing. Mm, possibly. Or it could have been but a, I don't a think lie. So. That's what I'm just saying. Um, but, yeah, come um, on, sheeple. That's right, sheeple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> plus, I, I thought back in the day guys weren't allowed in the delivery room anyways. Or is this later than that? Yeah, I think you're talking more like the 50s and 60s, I think. Scene 13. Mm. In the living room, Henry paces around the room. Mm. Monroe, sitting in a chair, says, Don't worry about it, Mr. Rush. I'm sure Mrs. Rush will be fine. She took those Lamaze classes, didn't she? Henry says, Yes, but I'm her labor coach. She needs me. I'm supposed to be in there. Monroe says, Maybe you can get a refund on the class. <laughs> Henry looks at him and just shakes his head as he very dramatically says, You don't understand. I may miss the birth of my child. This is my last time at bat. Just then, April comes out of the kitchen with a tray of sandwiches. She says, I made some sandwiches for everybody. Henry shakes his head and says, "Uh, no thanks, April. I'm not hungry right now. Monroe says, I love one. Thank you. She literally made them for everybody, like everybody in the whole fucking building. Like, do you see how many sandwiches are on that tray? There's a lot of sandwiches. Oh my god! There's only like four of them in there. (laughs) Everybody would have to eat like five. Hey, but it's nice though. Yeah, pretty cool. As April takes a seat on the couch, she says, "Listen, I have an idea. I don't know if it's any good, but I like to toss it out." Henry says, toss it, toss it. I'll listen to anything at this point. April says, well, when I was a kid, I once got my finger stuck in a faucet. You know what my mother did? She rubbed butter on it and it slipped right out. Henry just stares at April as if he's trying to think of a way to call her a moron, but instead asks, you want us to rub butter on the piano? Monroe stands up and says, hey, that might work. That's how I get my big toe out of the bowling ball once. And returns to Monroe, about to say something, but then stops short and says, No, 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 I refuse. Nope. I'm going to fight the impulse to ask you what your big toe is doing in a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Monroe exhales and says, Oh, good. Because <laughs> I can't tell you anyway. <laughs> Henry says, Good. Monroe says, It was the secret initiation. <laughs> April, trying to pull the conversation back to the problem, says, maybe if we got butter or any kind of lubricant, Mm. mayonnaise, grease, and smeared it in between the piano and the wall, maybe we could slide it loose. You know, I'm glad she explained it in case they didn't understand what she had said the first time. They'd be sitting in the hallway eating a bunch of mayonnaise and butter be like, how is this helping? (laughs) 
<laughs> Monroe says, Hey, I think it's worth a shot, Mr. Rush. What have we got to lose? Henry sighs and says, Well, I doubt if it'll work, but at this point, find whatever you need in the kitchen. As April heads to the kitchen, Monroe says, Great, I'll call Moose and tell him to go down to the gas station and load up on grease. Monroe picks up the phone and begins to dial. If he can go to the gas station and load up on grease, why do they need stuff from the kitchen? Because spoiler well, alert, spoiler alert, when you see the piano, they can clearly pass stuff to each other over top of it. <laughs> well, I mean, plus they have a kitchen downstairs, too. And if they really wanted to, they could have lifted her up and slid her over top of the piano. Just saying. <clears throat> yeah. Why the hell did they make so many sandwiches? <laughs> she must have used like a whole loaf of bread. Yeah. Like I said, that's nice. Yeah, mm. but they don't even know how long they're going to be in there for. So she just used up all the food making a bunch of fucking sandwiches. Well, you can put them in the fridge, you know. Or you can just not make them. <laughs> she didn't even ask anybody if they wanted. What if nobody was hungry? <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, so I thought that counts. So the piano isn't touching the wall? Mm, I don't know where you're getting that from. Well, because what are they going to put? Were they just going to spread mayonnaise around where it's touching the wall? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of that? <laughs> How are you going to get the lubricant if it's already pressed up yeah. against it? You know? Yeah. Hmm. And if they have enough, if they have enough room to put that in between, how is it stuck? You know what I mean? It's not right. ma- what they're saying. It's not making any sense. It's no, almost like no. it's not even real. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm with Henry on this one. That's why I don't think it'll work. But then again, like you said, where they got to lose. Yeah. Or they can just open the crate and take the fucking piano out. Then it'll get scratched. <laughs> um, I thought they were going to go with the old, you know, like when you finally see it, it's like Monroe, like, you know, didn't want to move something because, you know what I mean? I thought it was going to be some really simple, <laughs> like. You know, I didn't want to move well, the, the vase because the it might. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something dumb like that. <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, <laughs> scene 14. Henry heads back into the bedroom. Then all of a sudden, he looks up and shouts, Benny. We now see Benny mm-hmm. hanging out the window with sheets tied to the bedpost as he's about to descend out the window. Mm-hmm. Henry runs across the bed and over to him and asks, What the hell are you doing? Benny says, I've got to do it, Henry. Like, no, I got to do it. Like, do it. I can't spend <laughs> 22 years. <laughs> I can't stay away from her any longer. I'm going to lower myself out the window. Henry grabs the sheets and says, Benny, you will kill yourself. Benny looks down and thinks for a second and says, they do it this way in movies. Henry mm-hmm. says, not in satin sheets. They don't. You'll slide all the way to San Diego. I'm not going to let you do it, Benny. Come on, get down, get down. Henry then slaps Benny's leg to urge him away from the window. Benny finally gives up and steps away. He slumps down and says, you know something, Henry? I'm beginning to think that maybe fate never intended for me to get married again. Henry puts his hands on Benny's shoulder and asks, oh, what are you talking about? Paula is a lovely woman that I, I, I know how, how you feel here. I am standing with you. When I should be with Muriel in the hospital, showing her how to breathe. Henry then takes a deep breath, holds it, and then lets it out slowly. Benny joins in and they begin to breathe together. 
Henry whispers, breathe, breathe. As Benny breathes along with Henry, he says, what do you call that? Henry says, breathing. (laughs) Henry says, oh, Lamaze. Benny takes a few more deep breaths and then says, you know, it works for men too. Are you sure? (laughs) Henry pats his shoulder and assures him. Yeah, you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good catch on the satin sheets thing. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, what's the problem? Satin she- oh, they are kind of slippery. Huh? Well, plus that way when his wife comes home, you know, if she doesn't have the baby, she's not going to be able to sleep in her bed because the, all the sheets have been fucking tied together and they got to probably be washed now. Like, <laughs> that's really considerate of them. Um, <laughs> aren't they just on the second floor? That wouldn't kill them. Yeah, I assume so. Um, yeah, I mean, realistically, if he really want to get down that bed, he could hang from the second floor window and just mm-hmm. let himself go. And he probably wouldn't die. Probably wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't feel that great, but he wouldn't die. Right. Might sprain his ankle at the most. Though. Yeah, but he's sprained his ankle at the most. He's not going to break his legs or anything. Yeah, but how is he going to be able to perform with a you know, sprained ankle? Mm, that's his problem. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 15. In the stairway, Moose stands under the piano crate as Monroe is on top. Oh, shit. Monroe says, I'm almost ready for you, Moose. Oh, damn, he's ready. I used up all the mayonnaise. Oh, so that's what you want to call it. Yeah. I used up all the butter. Give me the butter, baby. Give me the butter. <laughs> and all the salad Oh, yes, and a big cucumber. Yeah. Now I'm just rubbing in the oil of oil. Hell yeah. Mm. Ole. Moose. Yeah. <laughs> Just then, Muriel, Jackie, and Sarah <laughs> join in too. No. Have <laughs> <laughs> returned from the hospital. Muriel says, Oh, I see they haven't moved the piano yet, like a bitch. Mm hmm. <laughs> Oh, I better call your father and tell him I'm all right. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what you meant? Okay. No. <laughs> Muriel enters Jackie and Sarah's apartment to make the phone call. Hmm. That scene was way hotter than I remember. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, it was on Pluto TV. No so wonder she's know. pregnant all the time. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of sexual tension in that whole building. Well, it was sexual tension. Let's be honest. It's sexual tension between Monroe and Moose. Yeah, you know their names begin with the same letter and stuff. You know, it just it was fake. You know what that means when when two guys' names begin with the same letter. Yeah, you know what that means. Yeah, of course, everybody knows what that means. Well, you know, you know what what all their friends are going to call them when they start dating, right? What's that? Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Melts in your mouth on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Scene 16. When Muriel enters the apartment, Paula sits on the couch, eating, of course. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. Sorry, that's (laughs) exactly. And asks, Hi, what happened? Jackie says, Oh, nothing. They were false labor pains. Muriel, now on the phone with Henry, she says, Hi, honey, it's me. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm perfectly all right. It's not a boy or a girl, it was a false labor. After Muriel, no shit, nods on the phone, she says, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm downstairs in the girl's apartment. 
Monroe, just outside the door with Moose, trying to unwedge the piano, shouts, <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. He was trying to do what? He's trying to unwedge the piano. Yeah. Oh, shit. He shouts, I'll push from up here. And you pull. Then all of a sudden, with one big push, <laughs> the piano slips out and rolls down the stairs. Pushing Moose and pulling Monroe on with it. Hmm. Now with the stairs clear, Benny runs down and sees his bride and exclaims, Paula, my love. <laughs> Paula shouts, Benny. Benny climbs over the back of the couch and climbs practically on top of Paula as they make out. <laughs> Henry now makes it down the stairs and hugs Muriel. Muriel says, oh, Henry, I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> Just then Monroe runs into the apartment and says, quick. Call the Fairmont Hotel and tell them to open up both doors to the lobby. Henry asks, what for? Monroe says, Moose and the piano are checking in. Monroe then runs out of the apartment. Henry hugs his wife and just rolls his eyes. Hmm. So, <laughs> I'm just trying to picture this. So, the crate is just continuing to push Moose all the way down the street. I understand that we're in San Francisco yeah, yeah. here. With very steep hills. Right. But I mean, there's no wheels on this yeah, crater. Yeah, there's anything. wheels. Yeah. I didn't see any wheels. Yeah, I, even I noticed the wheel. Specifically went back and went, let me make sure there's no wheels. Yeah. There's wheels. wheels. When you when you see it from, in, well, obviously when they're in the hallway and you see moose, there's there's wheels on the bottom of it. Because I'm, I'm, I was looking at it wondering, okay, so how do the wheels work? Are they only on one side? Is it like a dolly? Like, is there wheels on Monroe's side too? Like, that was the part I was confused. That's the only reason I, I noticed the wheels. Because I thought I saw wheels when it was on the stairwell. But then when it exactly. came down and slipped down, that crate went splat and flat flush to the deck. And oh, I was like, there's oh. no fucking wheels in here. Like, oh, I don't know. I, don't I remember know. seeing wheels on it at some point. but Right. Hmm. It did. When it was on the stairs, it looked like it had wheels. I don't know, though. But right. still, I just had this visual of this crate going down the street and pushing this guy moose like is he just running in front of it like a cartoon character like whoa you know no he's like stuck to it and his hands and feet are out like spread eagle <laughs> he's, his legs are up he's holding on and looking behind him and when it, well no when it finally comes to a stop he's gonna peel off like a piece of paper and just lay on the ground <laughs> and he's gonna lift up his finger and blow on his thumb like, like that and his whole body's gonna reinflate are they like passing other cars and stuff <laughs> and Moose is just like waving, like awkwardly waving at drivers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Um, <laughs> imagine what that lineman, the guy that worked on the line must think. This is the most fucked up apartment building. Like, <laughs> because first he has to drop, uh, bring a pregnant woman down to the street level. And then she just comes back in a fucking car, like totally <laughs> fine. And then a the piano comes flying out of the front. He's like, what the fuck is going on with this place? <laughs> <laughs> he stopped working on Feldman's house a long time yeah. ago. And they're just watching this building of things going in and out. Of the building. <laughs> and then he sees like two people making out. And anyways, um, <laughs> what's with this guy's fucking on the stairwell? <laughs> <laughs> what's with the stripes on the walls? Like what the hell? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about in Jackie and Sarah's apartment. Yeah. Like they had like, like angled stripes on the doors and stuff. But I it guess. looked like a five-year-old did it. It looked terrible. <laughs> Well, the whole apartment looked like it was made for like a children's preschool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, weird. And why is it just the girls' apartment that have the ugly stripes on them? Uh, maybe they thought it was cool and that's what they mm. did. Okay. 
They have a big well, old beanbag couch or whatever. So. Well, I remember in the late 70s, like there was this whole thing with rainbow colored stuff. Like I remember my brother had rainbow colored suspenders. Um, and like with um, Mork and Mindy, like he had the rainbow colored suspenders yeah, yeah, too. And it was yeah. like a big thing with rainbow things and that kind of like rainbow-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways. Well, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That was a good one. That was an old one. I hadn't watched that show in years. I know. That was kind of neat. Um, yeah. Which we never even talked about, like what our history was with Too Close for Comfort. Oh, that's true. Well, let's talk about it now. All right. Hey, Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> What's your history with Too Close for Comfort? I remember what, it was one of the shows that was in our regular lineup, so to speak, that we watched on certain nights of the week. Yeah. Um, so I remember watching it and I... I had said this to you off air. I vaguely remember having a crush on the girl with the black hair, but damn, she's got a big mouth. <laughs> You're talking about Jackie. Like, yeah. She's like, like if Steve Tyler and Stevie Nicks had a baby, like, <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> so yeah, I vaguely remember that. And I remember Monroe. I definitely remember Monroe. Yeah. 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 So, cause I remember like I told the, I told the story about it where my dad replaced the shocks <laughs> on this truck. And I noticed oh, yeah. it said Monroe on it. I'm like, why is why would they have shocks with his name on it? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same thing. Like I remember the show being on back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, it's not really something I watch regularly, but I remember it being on a lot and catching little things here and there. I remember yeah. the intro definitely like with uh <clears throat> with Henry and like what was that, a moose? Puppet that like yeah, helped him draw yeah. or whatever. And yeah. I remember that seeing that in the opening credits. And scene. I remember they never did anything with that. It's like, okay, so they established the fact that he's a cartoonist. Yeah, and then know. they never go back to it. Like it's okay. I, like, I guess they just needed to explain how he pays the bills, I guess. I don't I don't know what the purpose of that was, but hmm. but I remember it like this may shock you. <laughs> yeah. But it actually like Something on this show bugged me when I was a kid. I know it's strange to have something bother me, like a pet peeve or anything. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. But I remember thinking, like, what the fuck is the point of that couch? Like, if you can't <laughs> even lean back on it, what's the point? Yeah. That's like literally like standing a pillow up in the middle of your living room and trying to lean against it. Or worse yet, <laughs> sitting in front of it and using your ab muscles to sit up acting like you're laying on, on the... Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's a good laying couch. I don't know. Parents a stupid couch, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you ain't lying. I, I bet they bring their dog to lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I do have an email to read. Okay. And this one comes to us from Brenda. Oh, shit. I don't know why I said that. That was really pervy. <laughs> <clears throat> We've heard from Brenda before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brenda says, hi, Tag and Jimmy. Hi, Brenda. It's been a while mm-hmm. since we've had one say that. <laughs> yeah. She says, I just received my Very Birdie Podcast t-shirt from my Patreon subscription. Oh, nice. Good. That's yeah. awesome. I haven't had a chance to put it on for a photo yet, but I will. Stay tuned. I'm old enough to remember watching the last season of the Brady Bunch on Friday nights. Oh, wow. The rest of the episode, I... Why do you say it like that? Well, no, she old, just because- Jimmy? No, because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what year did that end? 78? 74? No. 70. No, I forgot now. 69, 70, 71, 72, 73. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's like you're just naming off random. 
Yeah, seventy sixty four. Seventy three? Like <laughs> no, because we haven't had very many people. I think we've had one other person say that they remember watching it when it was on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just not very common to, for any for anybody to actually tell us. So. Yeah. Brenda goes on. She says, the rest of the episodes I saw as reruns through the years. Mm. As many of your listeners have said, I also wished I could be part of the Brady Bunch when I was a kid. Yeah. That's cool. I discovered your podcast a few months ago. I started listening to the real Brady bros, and when I caught up on their shows... I searched Audible and found you guys. Mm, nice. I just finished season five, episode 19, Top Secret today. Great job. I mm-hmm. love the amount of time you two spend on figuring out the characters' backstories. <laughs> like all the stuff about what Sam would have done in the war. <laughs> yeah, we dove down that rabbit hole a little bit too far. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't believe Jimmy didn't notice you can see Marsha's bra through her green sweater when they were in the kitchen and Sam walks out to the den. Oh, no, I didn't know that. No. I don't remember <clears throat> that, but mm-hmm. it's been a while. When I first started listening and I heard a few things I thought you missed, I didn't email because I figured someone else would have eventually emailed and I would hear it in an episode. No. Now that I'm near the end of the show, I feel like I have to mention these. Mm, okay. If someone already emailed about these between 2022 and now, of course, ignore them. We're forgetful, so you're good. <laughs> so here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Number one, season three, episode 22, My Fair Opponent. Mm-hmm. They nominated Molly Weber to compete against Patty Hobart's, Hobart's right. the most popular girl in the class. Right. Then when Molly and Marsha are sitting in the girl's bedroom, quote, studying, Molly says, Sally Hobart's is the most popular girl in the class. Then when Marsha explains to Carol that she is running against Molly, it's because Patty Hobart had to drop out. <laughs> Holy shit. How did we not catch that? That's awesome. God, Patty, how did we catch Sally, Patty, Molly. Patty, Sally, same fucking thing. Come on, huh? Patty, Molly, Sally. Like, how many different names does Chick have? Hmm. Number two. Wow. How did we miss that? <laughs> Season four, episode four. Today, I'm a freshman. This doesn't make sense because the kids went to, (laughs) she wrote this out, Fillmore (laughs) Junior High, which is seventh through ninth grade. Right, right. So starting in high school, Marsha would have been a sophomore. Middle schools, six through eight, became popular in the late 70s. That's true. Yeah. Because me and you went to a middle school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think is really the better way to do it. So. Well, back back in the day when my brothers went to the school, me and you did Kennedy Middle School, it was Kennedy Junior High. And yeah, so that's weird. actually the reason why they have the hill in, around the track, because oh, yeah. that was the driver's ed course. So, <clears throat> but I think that's why I could be wrong, but I think that's why a lot of junior highs went to middle schools, because then they wouldn't have to deal with driver's ed. That would be the high school. Mm. Number three. Season 5, episode 18, Two Pete's in a Pod. I listened to this on May 13th, 2023. So specific. Damn. And I was surprised that you didn't mention that Pamela is Violet from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You're turning Violet, Violet, she quotes. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice. I can't believe we didn't know that. We suck. Yeah. That's it. We're done. All right. Show's over. Bye. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're back. Okay. Number four. Also, I'm really looking forward to listening to your interview with Hope Schwartz. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. Based on your hype of it today to me, last year for you. Yeah, yeah. First time me, first time you. Sorry, I yeah. think of that quote. Mr. Miyagi. You mentioned that she recommended you talk to her brother Lloyd, and it didn't work out. One of the funniest comments Barry Williams has made on the Real Brady Bros podcast more than once is that Lloyd was really young when he started on the show, but he was over 18, so he would book actresses to be, quote, Greg's dates, who were too old for Barry Williams, but the right age to date Lloyd. Wow. (laughs) Keep it up. I look forward to listening to your take on the movies, etc. I listen in my car when I work out and laugh out loud every day. (laughs) (laughs) I warn my husband... And my adult kids, if I'm driving, we're listening to my raunchy podcast. There you go. <laughs> we all know Brady Bunch is my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. So tonight, May, May 14th, 2023, I was scrolling through shows and found another one that might be good for commentary. Mm-hmm. Lost in Space. Which well, we just yeah, Lost good, in yeah. Space. Mm-hmm. Um, in the two minutes I had on it, Dr. Smith... With that tone, Tack could probably imitate well, <laughs> as it's a little Vincent Pricey. <laughs> <laughs> Said that he needed a rub down from Robot. Oh, damn. Danger Will Robinson. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, we need a rub down. Have the robot give me a rub down. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know this is long. I know this is a long email. You can edit it down. Oh, good. So she's done there. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. okay. <laughs> I love your show, which is why I became a Patreon. And I laugh out oh, loud every episode, including mm-hmm. Kelly's kids, which I never disliked because I'm adopted. Oh, nice. Sad that the end of the BB is coming to an end for me, probably yeah. within the next few days. Oh. I did listen to whatever show you introduced me as your newest Patreon a few months ago. But I only listened to the beginning. I don't know which show you were commenting on. So I'll listen to you current time over the next few weeks so I can hear if you read my email. Thanks again for all the fun. You make any long car ride I have to take and any long walk I take go by so fast. Brenda. She's from Ohio. Just throw that out there. It's like from the Wizard of Oz. Ohio. I don't think that's what they're saying. No. Um, Well, well, obviously we appreciate the email, but um, with the Hope um, interview, Mm -hmm. what was kind of funny about it was me and Tech had done a lot of research on Hope. Yeah. And we didn't realize who her husband was right away. We sort of kind of knew, but we didn't really know. If you don't know, her husband is the guitar player for Wings um, and he's Paul McCartney's guitar player. And so going into it, I don't know how Tack felt, but I felt that 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 maybe her husband was maybe a little bit off limits, that that maybe she does get asked to do interviews just to be asked about her husband kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Hope's not important. If you it, listen to the interview and you'll realize that Hope's done a lot. Like she's yeah. she's <laughs> by no means lacking in talent or credentials or anything. The mm-hmm. the woman can name drop with the best of them. Um <laughs> So we, we kind of purposely stayed away from her husband 
the topic just because we didn't want it hard to think that that's why we were interviewing her. And towards the end of the interview, I think it's been edited out, but towards the end of, end of the interview, <laughs> we had asked her, like, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? And she brought it up. She goes, well, you didn't even ask me about my husband. And so we didn't know <laughs> if that was like fair game to talk. To. And so then towards the end of the interview, you'll hear her talk about her husband. That's because we, she had brought it up. So uh, yeah. it, it was just, it was such a fascinating interview, interview to talk to the lady. She was super, super interesting. Yeah. She seemed like she was more interested in talking about her husband's work yeah. <laughs> than anything Brady much. Related. Yeah. But I mean, in the interview, she's telling stories about, you know, when she met the Beatles, <laughs> like when she yeah. met Paul McCartney and that she was supposed to go on a date with Robin Williams, but she met her husband and like, do you hear the shit that comes out of your mouth? Like, are you listening when you talk? Like, God, like she talks about how she would go on set for um, Gilligan's Island and hang out with people on the set and stuff. It's like, God. Yeah. So it was incredible. So yeah, that's a, that was a great interview. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Well, thanks, Brenda. That was a nice email. I enjoyed it. Um, Definitely, yeah. That's uh, lots to take in there. We, we, you're letting Jimmy and I know that we're slacking at our job, and uh, <laughs> we need to tighten it up a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so spoiler alert, um, we, we do move on to Gilligan's Island after the Brady Bunch, but... We realized after some episodes that Gilligan's Island is a great TV show to watch. It's really not that fun to commentate about. It's just, it's just not. Um, so we, we quickly made the decision. We do go back to the Brady Bunch a couple of times, um, but we made the decision to just kind of randomize everything. And so at, at yeah. some point after a handful of episodes of Gilligan's Island, we decide to do um, A Very Brady Christmas. And then we just kind of go into random mode. So we, we yeah. really like the randomness of it. We still need to throw in uh, the, the Brady sequels. Um, and we need to throw in the Brady's. Uh, we did do the uh, variety hour as well. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she might be an interesting person to, to hit up when we do the, um, the parody movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to those. Cause I feel like, I feel like we're going to catch jokes that nobody else catches. Yeah, because probably. we've we've dissected every episode, and I'm hoping get it hope hoping, uh, hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that we can maybe get a guest for that one of those episodes. Yes, yes, that's something we've talked about off air, and it's it's a mm-hmm. private joke you can't know. Yeah, Sorry. but we, yes, we, yes, we are trying to hopefully get somebody for that show. So that'd be awesome. Not going to yeah. be as awesome as Hope. I mean, Hope right. Hope was a great interview. I mean, she. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> go into details, but there was, she had to kind of, you know, bend over backwards in some ways to, to make that interview happen. And we really appreciate it. So yeah, she was a good sport. Yeah. Very. <clears throat> All right, Brenda. Well, you know, what we did here and uh, thanks for being a producer, by the way, as well. Yes, for sure. Appreciate definitely. that. And send that picture of that t-shirt and let's see it. Hell yeah. We had a good time here tonight. Remember, we do love these shows. It's all about the good times and the laughs. We would also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon, like Brenda, because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, we're talking to Jimmy and Ginny and Jim. Um, you guys are the first ones. You're the OPs. You're the first one to take a chance. I look forward to coming up and, and seeing you guys. And um, so yeah, we appreciate it. So thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And now it's time for some homework assignments. Oh, what the fuck, Tag? I know. I know. Or maybe we should just roll in the old TV and VCR today. Want to do no, that? No, no, no. That's, that's, that's what you wanted. That's what you want. Okay. You bring that yeah, same that energy. What, that's what you want. I want. Check out the website <laughs> at a very, very podcast.com. 
Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or Audible, or wherever. And I do want to remind some people, too, that uh, doing the Apple Podcast, going on there and doing a rate and review really helps the show. It gets us out there. It pushes us yeah. more into people, in front of people's faces. And yeah. uh, I feel like we haven't we haven't gotten any a whole lot in a while. Well, what, what it is, is... Um when you do, uh, really, if you do a rate and review on any of them, it's not just Apple Podcasts, but if you do a rate and review on any of them, it kind of lets the algorithm know that you're interested. It's the same as, you know, when you watch YouTube videos and the YouTuber is always annoying about, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell and notification or whatever. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that in the sense that it, it kind of triggers the algorithm that, oh, wow, there are people interested in a very Brady podcast and it puts us a little bit higher on the selection yeah. when people are looking for certain types of shows. So that's, that's mm-hmm. really what it is. So yeah, by, uh, by hitting the, um, what well, hitting, I'm saying, i of YouTube, um, <laughs> <laughs> by writing a review, um, you're really making it easier for other people to find the show. And that's really all it is. So, yeah. And, uh, what's the, what's the secret word you want people to use in their little review there? Hubcap. Oh, hubcaps. I'm hubcap. trying to fit in the word hubcap. Somewhere. Yeah, we've had a couple. If you go up through and read them, you'll see a couple of them. That some, somebody had said something about it blowing the hubcaps off their car. Like hubcap, <laughs> yes. That's just a little uh, a little ear grab, you know, like the, the back in the, mm-hmm. the Carbonet days. Carbonet, yeah. yeah. All right, so tell two friends about the show as well. And if you have two friends you know that, like, maybe they're feeling a little sad one day and they're just like, hey, hey, kind of whisper in their ear. You should go listen to Very Pretty Podcast. Or if you know somebody that's really uptight, be like, no, this is this is a totally cool podcast to listen to. And then have us have them listen to us. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Send an email to the show like Brenda and tell us how you like or dislike the show. Now, back in the early days, if you listen to season one, it might be what some people refer to as rough. <laughs> you know, like what we do now, smoke and mirrors. You know, me and Tack will we'll go through and we'll say something, and sometimes we might have to say the same sentence a couple of times because we'll mess something up. You know, more Tack than me. <laughs> um, and then we hey, edit it. Hey, 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 what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> and then we edit it out later. Well, Tack edits it out later. Um, that came about because somebody wrote the show and said, listen, you guys need to, like, read your shit before you talk because you guys are stumbling <laughs> over a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just would stumble over shit. And, yeah. Oh, I said that wrong. Oh, well, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds and really so, unprofessional. So we kind of thought about it. We're like, yeah, he's he's probably right. And <laughs> yeah. uh, so we went ahead and started editing the show, and it made a huge difference. World of difference. Yeah. And there's been a handful of things like that's happened over the years, but it's always come in from the emails that most podcasts probably wouldn't read on the air, and they probably wouldn't want to hear. <laughs> but that's what made the show better so yeah when we say how you like or dislike the show we mean it and also jimmy and i are older we make a lot of dad noises so we do a lot of coughs and, <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. that's true yeah. and i try to edit out all those as much as possible and throat clears and coughs yeah and, yeah so. we have we have again smoke and mirrors we have what's called a, a cough button and you you depress this little button no. and it makes it so that yes, your microphone yeah so that your microphone doesn't what's that I was just about the fact the little cup so <laughs> well like 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 as an example <laughs> so yeah that's that's how it works so we'll smoke and mirrors <laughs> yeah so join the Facebook group and join the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group yes if you would like to be a producer on the show if you look at Brenda be like you know she sounds so cool 
Check out our mm-hmm. Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like, I don't know what color shirt tax wearing. <laughs> it's a little more exciting than that, but yeah. go check out the retro network yes. at the retro network.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. Check out our T Public store for more merch. Link is in the description of this and every episode. Also, we are now on the Clapper app at a very Brady podcast. Indeed. But most importantly, go out there and check out classic, iconic television. Yes. And Jimmy here is going to tell us what to watch next. After entering all of our data into a randomizer 3000, we'll randomly pick the next episode for us. Is it done yet, Jimmy? Oh, I think it's done now. Yes. So on the next episode, we have mm-hmm. the Honeymooners. Oh, wow. Season one, episode 29, entitled Trapped. Ooh. Yes. What's that about? Ralph happens to be standing outside of a bank when a pair of bank robbers run out and seeing him fire a shot at him, knocking his hat off. afraid that the robbers might find out where he lives. He refuses to tell the police that he saw what he saw. The robbers, however, find out anyways and plan a visit to make sure he never tells. Oh shit. The honeymooners is available to stream on Pluto TV. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And though we also may have a little special something for that episode. So yes, Stay tuned for that. We Hell to interesting. the Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be the first time we've done that show. Well, yeah. so far, every show has been the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that show and I don't even know. I can't even remember if I even have ever seen a full episode. I used to, my brother Rick used to watch that show when I was a kid. And we had, when you first met me, we had two Rottweilers in the backyard. Remember? And they were I do Norton and Trixie, and Norton and Trixie yep. were the next door neighbors on the Hanglers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, I'm excited. Hell yeah, that's gonna be great. So, unless you have anything else, uh, I do not. All right, in that case, I have been Jimmy, and I've been Tack, and this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keith Smoten. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.